might be one of the most exciting things from the 2003 Hulk. It might be. It might be. It might be the <laughs> most exciting thing from the 2003 Hulk. <laughs> it might be. Uh, but welcome to a brand new episode of Granny's PC. We're opening up with Set Me Free from the 2003 Hulk soundtrack, which is our movie tonight. Because we're in a we're in a whole kind of mood right now that we're going to be going through for a little bit. So we're we going through that. But we got Scott. This is from Scott Wyland and Slash. So we got some talent here on this on the track. So we got that. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube, if you're joining us on Twitter, or wherever you find the audio on the podcast, thank you so much as always. Uh, but with me for episode 75 of Granny's Speech Tea, as always, is Jason. Jason, you, you see, it seems like this is bringing out some rage in you. I don't know. I'm feeling very angry right now. I'm trying. Look, I'm trying to subdue it. I'm trying to keep my my Bruce Banner here, but thinking about this movie with with Hulk dogs and 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 lots of other absorbing man. No, no, no. All right, no, I'm okay. I got it under control, guys. I'm always angry. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a lot to talk about with this film that we're gonna get to. Oh. Uh, and well, we're gonna get to at the end of the show, but we got some stuff that's uh, that's coming got, up right now. We got some, yeah, we we got some good stuff. But Ed, I, I want to talk to. We talked last week, and I had asked if if Farachi is gonna give us a big all expenses open bar bash on our hundred episode, right? And so yeah. then I, I was hanging around. I was hanging around the PCP mansion, you know, which because <laughs> we're like the Avengers guys. Those of you at home don't know, we all hang out together in the PCP mansion uh, and trade stories, you know, of all of our podcasting heroic adventures. And I was talking to a good friend of the show, Eric, and Eric said, 100% Farachi is on the hook to give us a party open bar. That's, that's, wow. that's, what, that's what Eric said. And Eric has been a long-standing Avengers, I mean, PCP member for a long time. I take the man's word, all right? I mean, that. listen, he's putting himself on the hook right now because I also want to know where is this taking place because we're all sp we're spread all over the place. We got the New York people. We got the Florida people. Uh, Ash I don't even well, know where Ashley is. Ashley's somewhere like else. And then Don is in like Arizona or something like that. Well, I, I think I think what happens is Farachi flies us all out to Florida, right? Isn't that it? All expenses. Uh, okay, uh, no, that works for me. I mean, yeah, that works for me. I'm just saying. I'm, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> these are rumors. These are rumors I heard around the PCP mansion. That's all I'm saying. We're just oh, that's where it is. So Tim is jumping in. Ashley's in Indiana. That's where it is. I said it's somewhere in the middle. All right. So look, sure. Hey, Central. Let's. Sometimes the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers got together somewhere in the middle of the party. You know what happened. I know what happened. Rick knows it. Rick has the comic where it happened. Yeah, Rick, who is in Florida, would probably want to go and fly to the West Coast to be one of the West Coast <laughs> Avengers. I think um, he would, no, actually, no. yes. He absolutely would. There's no question about it. Uh, all right. All right. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into it then. Uh, we're going to jump in with Harley Quinn Season 3. Episode seven and Jason, what kind of Harley wacky mess did we get into this? <laughs> this is all right. This is crazy. But first, guys, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but this is bad news. 
Moon Knight was not in the credits for this DC uh, Harley Quinn show, and that's freaking me out. Because I don't know, <laughs> I, I, you read the buzz on the internet about Moon Knight not being in the credits. I didn't see him here either. Are they are they are they erasing Moon Knight from history? I maybe. I don't. I'm scared. Maybe, maybe I don't but anyway. Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm throwing it out there, um, but no, this is this is as always a fun show, a fun episode. It starts with uh, Ivy is uh, going into the green looking for Frank, and it's completely draining her. And Harley's watching a, a like a, a talk show with Rat Catcher, who is falling in love with a rat, and she's like, "Is he doing that rat?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that. Um, I love depressed Bruce Wayne playing his guitar because Catwoman broke up with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the the cap on and he hasn't shaved in a while. He's wearing a Batman t-shirt. He's playing sad guitar. <laughs> and normally, you know, I'd hate that kind of shenanigans with Bruce Wayne, but this works. I think you let it go for this show. I think we kind of let a lot of things go for the show. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's just because it's funny. Like it, it works. Um, and so the so the a plot of this because there's an a plot and a b plot in this 23 minute cartoon. They 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 go all out for us this week. Is it Harley Quinn? A plot is Harley Quinn is going to go kidnap Bruce Wayne because they know he has Frank, and bring him back to Ivy so they can torture the location of Frank out of him. In doing so. She runs afoul of Batgirl, who is texting her and trying to be her BFF, and they're having these weird, this weird <laughs> moment of, are they friends? Are they not friends? And so they get into this fight, and then they get kidnapped by Jervis Tetch, which, mwah, on the portrayal of the Mad Hatter as this like creepy, like pervy guy who's trying not to be pervy. <laughs> Um, they have a moment where, where Harley Quinn gets out of there, realizes she's Batgirl's friend. Kapow, kapow, kapow. They're friends. They're free. She then goes kidnaps Bruce Wayne. That's the A plot. I'm going to go through the B plot, and then I'm just going to give one problem I have with this episode. Okay. B plot. The shark, <laughs> King Shark, goes down to the his father's funeral, who his father was a piece of shit, and him and his one brother, the one sibling he didn't kill was Prince Shark, get together, they're having laughs, they're getting to get together for a good time, he passes on the kingdom to him, his brother, and his brother is going to sell it to Ocean Master so he could put up, like, condos and shit <laughs> underwater. <laughs> and they get into it, and King Shark murders his brother to stop this from happening. <laughs> I mean, hyster hysterical through and through, and my only nitpick here is, and I only remember this because I watched this show maybe last summer completely, and I remember it because I really enjoyed it. They re they did reveal to everyone in season two, their No Man's Land season, that Bruce Wayne was Batman, and Harley Quinn definitely fucking knew that. So for Harley Quinn to say, what's the big deal? He's just a, a, you know, a billionaire baby or something. It's like... Mm -hmm. um, Harley, guys, writers, you, you actually, she knows he's Batman. You got to give me something better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit of a problem. That's a bit yeah. of a problem, even on a show yeah. like this. It's look, if you set this, is what I always say, you set the logic of your world up, I will buy into it. If you mm -hmm. betray the logic of your own world, 
that's where you lose me, and that's a thing. You you set up the in the in the logic of this world, Jim Gordon's an alcoholic, pathetic piece of shit, and Batman is yeah. a whiny crybaby. Okay, that's the logic you've set up. I buy it, but you don't establish something that important that everyone knows who Batman is, and then forget it for conveniently for a plot thing. That's all. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. It's either lazy or they're not paying attention to their own show. <coughs> Woo! Sorry about Bless. that. Thank you. So, yeah, and you don't want it to be the one, because if you want me to follow your show, then you need to follow your show. At least. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Right. But I mean, overall, uh, I mean, fun, real fun stuff. I mean, it's not no, an exceptional absolutely. episode, but it's fun. Yeah, no, which I don't... I think all the episodes we've gotten have been fun. For the, even the ones that maybe yeah, aren't, sure. like, top-notch, like the orgy of the Court of Owls that we had a couple of weeks ago when they pointed that. But... I mean, mm. Oh. Chef's kiss, exactly. That was a fantastic. Yeah, it really episode. was. Um, all right, so then we'll keep it moving on, and I believe we have our special guest with us to, uh, whose favorite Marvel character is the Hulk, and we'll go ahead and drop our spoilers thing here. Is Tim Tavala? Tim, what's up, dude? Tim, we can't hear you. Tim, the rage that? has there snapped you your voice. Oh, you're back. What's going on, fellas? How's everything? Good. How are you? Eh, another wonderful day in the neighborhood. Are you cold? I just saw it's cold in here. Yes. <laughs> I, got the, I got out of the shower, too, so it's cold in here. Got the AC blasting. Uh, okay. But uh, spoiler alert you, you'll know about your 100 when we see what happens with our 100 because we're vastly approaching. We're nine, we're nine away. Oh. Oh wow! Okay, so, so if we get nothing, Ooh. don't expect anything. <laughs> Even though we've so been dropping Tim, hints so for like, you, like twenty episodes. Tim, you and Eric should then now pick up on my strategy of creating a big web of lies to make Farachi feel like he has to give us something. Like I, oh, I made we, up that whole conversation with Eric, right? We make up conversations <laughs> with me. It's reciprocity. We 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 request we request requested one thing. We want belts. With PCP 100 <laughs> championship belts. Now I told them you don't have to go out and buy them. You can have your kid make them for all I care. But I want a belt <laughs> delivered to my house for the 100th episode. So we'll see if it happens or not. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure there, man. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I told them a month ago, two months ago, okay. six months ago. I told them. So we'll got to get that kid working on it then. We'll see what happens. Put the kids to work. Um. All right, well, let's go ahead and let's jump into it. We're going to talk about She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 2, which pretty much is uh, Jennifer starting to deal with the fact that now everyone knows that she's She-Hulk. Um, get some more Bruce Banner, which I know uh, Tim's going to get pretty amped up for right now because it does lean into some of the stuff that we were talking about after we speculated with Episode 1. Um but overall, I mean, not too much Hulk in this one. It's really just a quick conversation on the phone, but still where he is. I guess let's start off by talking about those. So Jennifer gives a... She... One of the funniest conversations of the of one of the... her conversation with the Hulk. Yeah, one of the funniest. Yeah, so the, the main thing is... Well, not the main thing, because it that kind of tells you how big this thing could be. And I just hope we're not getting set up for something that's not going to happen. But the funniest mm. thing, though, is the conversation they're talking about when they're talk, reflecting back to Harlem and the Incredible Hulk, where Ed Norton had played the Hulk movie we covered last week. I love it. And he literally just he says, yes, I was a different person back then, literally. 
and Jen Literally. breaks the fourth wall <laughs> and kind of yep. like laughs about it. And yes, they're referring to Ed Norton playing him at that time, which was great. And I heard of the literal part was ad libbed by Mark Ruffalo. Nice, nice. Well, not in the script. And that was that was that was perfect. And it was such it's such a She Hulk way of acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Because She Hulk's a comedy, right? So it's, we can acknowledge it. It's funny. They do it. They do something like that with Abomination, which I want to point out when we get to mm-hmm. him, uh, where they kind of cut comedic it up. Um, and I think it's a perfect way to acknowledge that. And I also love when he's talking about his relationship with Abomination. He's like, no, he wrote me a real heartfelt. This is my favorite part yes. of the episode. He wrote me a real heartfelt letter, like expressing how sorry he was. We, we're good. He wrote me a haiku. It was sweet. <laughs> yeah, the idea of Abomination writing a bunch of haikus now is, is pretty hilarious. It's, 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 that's why it's my favorite, one of my favorite points of this episode. But then we see, though, where Bruce is, and Bruce is on a Sakaar ship, Sakarian ship in space, leaving, where apparently he lost his, he, the phone dropped in, but he was already picked up when he was in space already. So I guess parts of space have good cell phone coverage, others not so much. <laughs> But he's on his way. Listen, it's not as egregious as Superman 4 and people going in space and breathing and talking and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll kind of let that look, go. Look. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm willing to hand wave this one. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, it's, probably, it's an Avenger phone on an Avenger sh- or a alien ship that probably has, you know, good satellite coverage or something. I don't know. I'm just pointing yeah, out. Yeah, well, whatever. It, we, it's not, yeah, it's not really that important <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but it looks like he's going back to Sakaar to apparently deal with some shit that happened while he was there, which is lending itself and leading to potentially World War Hulk type stuff that we could be getting down the line. Jason, you seem like you're not in with us. No, 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 no. I have a okay. question, right? It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm not into it, right? I, I would actually love to see. I, 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 as I said last episode, I got really into the Hulk through the MCU. I was never a big fan until I saw. I started to see him in the movies. But, like, so let's say we get a World War Hulk thing, or let's say we mm-hmm. get a, a, something else that is equally as cool and interesting for, on Zakar. Where do we, where do we as the audience get to see it? Because they, they're not allowed to make Hulk movies. And yeah. is Hulk, like, Hulk is one of these guys where, like, they're dipping his toe in TV. Are they going to just go and say, okay, he's TV now? And if they do that, are they allowed to does that get around the universal like thing? So my only concern is how we are going to get these cool Hulk stories with this weird fucking Hulk embargo from Universal. Yeah, I I'm hoping, praying, and I'm sure Tim is as well, is that they are working on some sort of deal to finally get out of this thing and something where everybody wins and we could actually get it. Because yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Don't set up something that huge and you can't fully deliver on it or you got to kind of half-ass it or make it a B-plot in somebody else's movie. Right. I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see World War Hulk Hulk as the B-plot in Thor 6, you know, jerking off or whatever Thor 6 is going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I went so crude. (laughs) I heard one of the strange things that Universal is is dealing with this because they have a whole Marvel section of their park. Yeah. And Disney wants them to pull it, yes. and they're like, we're not pulling it. So it's, I mean, I think that's a huge, major part of this argument between them two, which is dumb. I mean, one, Disney, who cares if they got a Marvel section? Who cares? 
Yeah, it's not like there. they're not going right. to go to yours all of a sudden. Yeah, it's been there for years. It, it doesn't make a difference. It's not going to mean, mean anything. Yeah. What's the big deal? They allow them to have your shit at your park. You get the Hulk back. Magic happens. It's just it's simple. Well, it's it's also though it's, it's it is the distribution thing because Universal knows that if they put out a World War Hulk movie, that's going to be a billion dollar movie, and they're like, we want our cut. So, but you know what the funny thing yeah. is. Isn't there a clause where they're supposed to make something or attempt to make something? If not, it reverts back to, to Disney. They haven't even attempted to make it unless yeah. all, all his appearances in the other movies count as a mm, – I, no. like, I don't know how it works. It's complicated because from what I understand, the, they also own the – they did own the rights to Namor, the Submariner, who clearly were getting in Black Panther Wakanda forever in two months. But, but didn't he come back with Fantastic Four? Wasn't he part of that crew? Galactus, no, he, no, he, uni, no, Universal had Namor the Samaritan, oh, not Fox, Fox. Fox had it, that's right. Fox did, yeah, not. So there was some weird thing. So I wonder if that also works where he's in a Black Panther movie, but he's not, is it not a Namor the Samaritan movie? Yeah. So it's just like right. a Universal, what are you the, doing at this point? And the thing that's is, I think Submariner, who, who cares? Like, if he, we're not going to get a Submariner movie, I don't think he's that big. But I, I think the issue, Tim, because what you had said, because I do know a little bit about copyright law stuff, um, you the, the having to do the movie only is if if you have because you're buying or leasing the copyright from the original creator, right? So you have to do something with it every X amount of years. But they don't own or lease the copyright on the Hulk. That's why Marvel MCU can do whatever they want with the Hulk. As long as it's not a Hulk movie, because they it's weird. They own the distribution rights. So they yeah, don't own the, the character actual. or the movie. They own the money you make on distributing the movie. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird technicality. So I don't I have no idea how you would go about to reverse that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what we said last week that Universal can't make a Hulk movie because they don't have the rights no. to make the Hulk movie. But Marvel can't they don't they what is way Marvel doesn't want to make a Hulk movie because they know they're not going to make any money off of it because they're going to sink all this money into it and distribution wise they're going to lose it. So it's yeah. completely just throwing it down a bottomless pit. So and you think Universal would be like take a take a key from Sony, like oh we can either hold these rights and not let Marvel do it, or we can make you know five hundred million dollars for the Spider Man like they did off Spider Man or whatever how much they made off yeah. those movies, but they're dumb I guess. Seriously, well, make any sense. Well, I think I think the reason might be a little bit different because Sony owns the rights. Besides distribution, they own the rights to use the character. Mm -hmm. So Sony can still make Spider-Man movies without Marvel. But they know that people don't trust them as far as they can throw them now. So therefore, we know they they need the MCU to make the movie for them essentially, and they'll pepper in some stuff like the Venom thing into the post-credit scene in No Way Home. You know, they, they, I'm pretty sure they were the ones who allowed Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider Man to be in that movie because sure. that's that's something they own. So they're able to work with them. Universal doesn't even own that much of it, it's strictly distribution, zero creative anything. So it's a weird deal. But, but they but should just strike it. They should strike a deal like, all right, you get like 15% on the distribution, the MCU gets the rest. Because 15% of 100 billion, whatever the fuck that would make, is still yeah. huge. I agree. I agree. But here we are. So I'm just hoping, though, that they, they do pay off with this somehow, some way, in a big way, and don't get us all 
hot and bothered for a World War Hulk movie, and then yeah. you know we get like a half-ass effort. But I don't know. The MCU usually delivers on this stuff. Um, but yeah, so we get to see Jen's family also, which we don't get to see a lot of the banners at all in anything else. It's just Bruce, and that's and that's it. Um, Tim, you might be able to. Oh, actually, one of you guys give me a hand with it. Who plays her father? Some uh, stranger of oh, some uh, Cousin Strangers? Larry. Cousin, Cousin Larry. Yeah, yeah. Cousin Larry from. Uh, I, know, Mark, I just don't Mark remember his Baker, name. Or something like that. Yeah, Mark Baker. Yeah. 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 Some Mark, something like that. Yeah, three names. Yeah, I'm kind of like this guy <laughs> yeah, looks Mark really Bill familiar, Baker. and I couldn't place him. And Mark then Lynn I Baker. looked it up. I'm Mark like, Lynn Holy Baker. Shit. That's his name. Mark Lynn okay. Baker. Cousin yeah. Larry. That was nice to see. I was. I was. I used to love Perfect Strangers. I was happy to see him. I did too, I, and I like that actor a lot. He, he was, he's big in the musical theater; like he did a lot of musicals. Oh, okay. Movies. Yeah, so like I, I love that guy. I'm glad to see him in the MCU. Yeah, and he has he has a lot of heart in trying to genuinely show like besides her whole family, it's kind of like it's played for jokes that you know about her being a hero and because she's out being She Hulk, just as She Hulk, and that's it. So there's a lot of that in this episode, and. He was the heart of it, though. He genuinely wanted to know what she was going through, checking in on her, how are you really feeling, and stuff like that, because she admits that she's dealing with a lot, and it, it's kind of giving her some trouble. So I thought that was nice yeah. to see, and it wasn't just strictly played for jokes. Um, but earlier in the episode, Jen does get – she pretty much gets let go by her current firm because there's, like, you know, this is a bit of a distraction. Like, you're a, you're a circus, you're a sideshow. What a terrible scene, too, because she's like, I, he, he's like, well, his, her boss comes to her and, he, and he's like, well, you lost the case because they, what, and it was a technicality. Like they said that because she helped save the jury's lives, uh, they're biased and that's why she won the case. And yeah. she's like, but my case was flawless. And he's like, yes, it was. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, well, you're fired. And, and she's like, well, what was I supposed to do? let the jury die? Was I not supposed to interfere and just let people die? And he's like, no, you did the right thing, but your liability and you're fired. And I think the fact that it was framed like that, like you are literally being fired for doing the right thing here. And I think that's really what kind of sets this character off on this arc, which I really enjoyed that moment. Yeah. Cause she was, you know, as we all know, you know, great power comes for responsibility. So she right. was following that, but apparently it got her shit can. Uh, and she's out, she's drinking and stuff like that. And then she ends up being approached by the firm that she beat in the case, you know, that she actually beat. And they offer her the job because they want to pretty much open up their own superhero division. But she has to be She-Hulk. She can't just be Jennifer yeah. Walters walking in there. She has to be She-Hulk pretty much at all times. So they're kind of embracing what the other firm was trying to shun away, which I thought was actually interesting. And she gets her first case there, which is abomination who is we find we see him in this cell in his i think in, in agents of shield they said that it was like in alaska it was like a shield prison and stuff like that or somewhere or some right place that was some really really far away um but yeah she gets she gets her first uh client and that's who it is it's emil blonsky who apparently has found a way to transform back and forth because we can really see that in incredible hulk as soon as he became Abomination. He was abomination, and that's it. Yeah, but I, I think I think it's safe to assume, and I think this is what they're going off of is like he's like the Hulk in the sense that he transforms because of rage and anger, and we don't see him go back and forth because by the end of that movie, 
like he is rage and anger. He's not going to transform back. But yeah, you know, he he's like meditating. I mean, you know, spoilers for the end of this, but also Shang Chi. We know he's working with Wong, which I'm sure has a lot to do with this. And and even when we see him here, he's like super like chill. He's like, nope. I choose to be who I want to be. And I, so I, I kind of like that they've done that with the character and allow him to go back and forth like the Hulk. Yeah, great. Sam, what did you think? Yeah, and I like, I mean, you actually feel bad for the guy after he tells his side of the story with, uh, you know, with General Ross. You know, I, this is yeah. my job. They told me to go get this guy. I went and got this guy. They told me they were going to make me, he did, they made me this, but, you know, it didn't turn out that way. Uh, you actually feel bad for him. It was good to see Tim Roth again. I haven't seen him in a long time, and he was looking a little old. But he was still he was, yeah. he was great. He was great in the role. He was looking funny. Uh, yeah, he had me laughing a little bit. And like I said, he kind of feel bad for the character now. All of a sudden, so yeah, it was really good to see him again, though. No, that that's both of you guys make great points because yeah, the way he sees it is, I was he even says it. I thought I was the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. was going ahead and stopping this unstoppable problem for the U.S. government, and it got flipped on me. But Jennifer looks like she's planning on using that as his kind for of sure. his defense. Yeah. Which I thought was actually pretty For cool. Sure. She, we're going to get to see that. And I like that she buys it. Like, she's not like, oh, this is bullshit. She's like, no, that makes sense. No, that's that's true. And and as he lays it out, it absolutely does make sense. Um, something yeah. I want to point out about this scene is he gives, the, and I only know this because we watched the Ed Norton Hulk a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The introdu- He gives the, his introduction of who he is word for word but in this almost comedic like isn't this ridiculous way that thunderbolt ross does like you know (laughs) russian born raised in england secret service for the americans lent on government to the military like it's almost word for word the same thing but his tone is like oh he's not even taking his origin serious that's fucking great That's a good point. I actually did not pick up on the word for word part, but that's that's really good. That's really smart. Uh, get a quick comment from Alex here, who is going to sleep. He's got some school tomorrow, yep. uh, but just wanted to drop a comment saying he also feels bad for Abomination as well. Man, Abomination, not not the villain I would have thought we were going to get sympathy for. In well, MC, I, I, any I, I, I feel bad for Blonsky, not necessarily yeah. Abomination. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, when you cast Tim Roth, you got gold. I mean, Tim Roth's like a, an excellent actor. Oh, he's the man. He's, he's, dude, he's money. Come on. Uh, 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 10 bucks, he calls Jennifer Walters honey bunny at some time during the show. Oh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> did, you just, did you just pick up on that he has like seven, seven women who want to marry him and he wants to, like, his dream is to get out and start his compound where he can be with. What, what does he say? The seven loves of my life with my the seven yes. women of my seven soulmates or something like that. And just watching him give this speech in his Crocs and he's kind of looking like old and he's like really chill. <laughs> they could not stop laughing. I do love his new look though that they kept it from uh, Shang Chi, more comics accurate yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Uh, but speaking of Shang Chi, if we fast forward to the end of the episode though. There is a problem with that because apparently Abomination had escaped at some point and is just kind of coming and going. And I'm assuming that's where Wong comes into it because we know Wong is in the series. And no, no, do we think he's escaping? Like, I don't think he's escaping. I think they're they're taking him out for the fight and then yeah. putting him back in. But I that's think like they noticed. Kind of 
But I yeah. think they notice what I meant is like they just notice he's gone. Yeah. At some point. So they're not that's probably where they're gonna get an explanation. And I think that's how Wong gets introduced because they're gonna find out why he's coming and going. Like why is he coming back also? Mm -hmm. So I think that we saw a snippet of that in Shang-Chi. But you're right, for the fights that were going on, and I guess that'll tie that whole thing in together. And I'm gonna say this. This is all Wong's fault. I, I really think that Jennifer, because I was I was looking at this because you actually get to see Jennifer Walters like after she takes this job and very confidently says she a hundred percent thinks she can get this done and this is gonna be great and she puts the TV on and she sees this abomination like break like you know breaking news. I started looking at that as like Jennifer Walters and I, if I were her I'd pull in look that is Wong's fault. You have the Sorcerer Supreme popping in and out of your jail and you're going to blame my client when he's obviously being abducted by i'm sorry checks notes again the stores are fucking supreme guys i love wong but this is all on him jennifer Walters needs to win this case so we think we're getting wong episode three since it'll i probably. think it'll tie right into that probably probably yeah, i think so keep on here i'm very curious to know how daredevil is going to tie into this whole thing Dude, I'm dying for him. I cannot wait to see him <laughs> in this. I'm that's that's what I'm really waiting for every week. Because he yeah. got the yellow, he got the yellow one too. He's rocking the yellow hat. I was like, yo, he's rocking the yellow. I want to know the explanation of why the yellow. Like, you know, they're gonna give some sort of brief thing on on why that happened. I can't wait. But um, but Tim, so you are you you satisfied with the amount of Hulk we're getting in, in She Hulk as well? I hope there's no more. Honestly, I hope there's no oh, more. Okay. I hope, I hope the next time we see him, he's Back to Angry Hulk. Again, Smart Hulk is fun. He's, yeah. he's enjoyable, but it's not what I want to see. Especially yeah. if he's off doing a Sakaar stuff and he has this, you know, like this comic book they're going to follow where he has a kid, the kid gets killed. He blames, uh, I don't know, you know it's going to be weird how they explain it because he blamed the Illuminati for That's his what for the mentioned kids. last week. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kid's death was framed as the Illuminati was fault. That's why he came back and decided to kill everybody. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that. But yeah, I hope I hope the next time we see him, he's Avengers One Hulk, yeah. or right, Ultron Hulk, not no more smart guy. But yeah, I, well, I, I, I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll take Ragnarok Hulk. I really like Ragnarok Hulk. You know, he yeah. can communicate, he can speak, he can communicate. Like there's some, there's him. thoughts, but he's also still a ball of rage. Nah, if, if I if I had to pick between Ragnarok Hulk or Smart, I'll go Ragnarok all the way. So I want, yeah, but I want to see. I, I mean, I want to see him pissed, yeah. real pissed. Because even, even like if you notice in Endgame, he looks real tiny. He looks, he looks insignificant in that battle. They didn't really use him much. He looked, and he looked smaller than the Hulk was supposed to look. I think not as eighteen feet like the next one we're going to talk about. But, but I mean, he he looked terrible in, in Endgame. So I want to get back to the first Avengers or Ultron or even Ragnarok Hulk. I, I'm done with Smart Guy. So okay. that's just me. No, I think we we no, talked I, about it last I week. Agree. I think we kind of agree with you. Where we would like to see some more, you know, Hulk smash again and, and see some of that as well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him being the the not the villain, but the bad guy. You know, he loses control. He can't. He just can't control himself, and he goes yeah. on a rampage. And then that's a, that's an excuse to get a lot of heroes together without having an Avengers movie. But that's a good excuse, kind of like right. Civil War was. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's the same. It's going to be the same type of movie. I think. Well. In phase, I believe it was phase six. They only they only said there were three movies coming out, but there are dates 
mm-hmm. for all their movies that are unannounced, which I'm assuming will be D23. Which Tim, when is D23? I, I'm I know that's, that's soon. That's usually end of August, so it's got to be soon. Yeah, it's got to be soon. The next couple about a week or two. So yeah, we'll be talking about those announcements when they happen. But maybe we get the World War Hulk or whatever they want, Avengers something or other, and then I don't know, whatever. Whatever they're going to call it, if they got to keep working around Universal's BS. But they could Hulk's... call it Avengers World World War. Leave out the Hulk part. Mm, and then yes, World the War draw. World War She Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> they actually were doing a comic World War She Hulk though, yeah. like recently or or something like that. Yeah, there is one coming or it came out already. So there was something that they were doing with that. I guess maybe she loses control and stuff too, and you know, so it's tearing shit up. But. All right, have you got anything on this episode, though, before we move on to our movie? What World War Easter He-Hulk. Eggs? What about that? Oh, yeah, we got to do the Easter eggs. <laughs> yes. All right, so so go ahead. Tim, drop, drop uh, some Easter eggs. Well, obviously, the most the most one that everyone's creaming their pants over is the uh, newspaper article that subtly says, man with razor claws gets to the fight in bar. <sighs> so there is number two reference to the mutants, thanks to these TV shows on Disney+. Plus. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. got to be Wolverine, obviously, but some people are saying it's actually referencing X Men One. I, I don't think so. Why does it have to be X Men One bar fight? Doesn't no, make any sense. Yeah, doesn't I, make I any sense. No, that doesn't. Why would X Men One exist in this universe? Plus, he's Wolverine. He's going to get in bar fights. It doesn't matter where, exactly. where or when. Exactly. Trying to tell me it's yeah. the only bar fight Wolverine's ever got into. Yeah. So that yeah, that was that was you know everyone was creaming their pants over that, and then finally mm-hmm. they acknowledged. That there's a giant statue sticking out of the ocean from Eternal. They finally acknowledged <laughs> that that's actually going on. Those are the two big ones that I saw on the computer. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I, you knew it was going to come. You know, you know, Marvel is very good with their continuity in there, not leaving shit out. It might take a while, but they get no. they get around to everything eventually. I, I forgot to mention last week, and I'm going to admit I didn't catch it on my viewing before. It was the QR code in the bar. Where Jennifer Walters is, and apparently you scan it, it's Savage yeah, yeah. She-Hulk number one. You get Savage She-Hulk number one. Yeah, it's pretty cool, oh, too. That's wild. Yeah, they did that in Moon Knight up. also. No, neither would I. Neither would I. No, I caught it. Yeah, I caught it because of the internet. They're like, oh, scan this. And you know, I was like, oh, shit, really? Okay, I'll try it. Did you scan it and read it? Not yet. I haven't done okay. it yet. I'm, I'm going to, though. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Jason, I'm sorry, man. We're just... We're gonna have to do this. Actually, Tim, I'm really sorry because the last time me and you talked about this, you were you were quite you were quite angry. About 15 years ago, whatever it was. Yes, whatever it is, because you I remember your big thing was yeah, you know, I watched the movie and then the last 20 minutes I'm just like, Yeah, it's, that movie ended there. That was it. Like after San Francisco, you were you pretty much movie was over. Yes, I should have I should have ended that. That doesn't make the rest of it good. No. But it would have made it. I thought it would have made it a better movie. They would if they would have ended it right when he turns back to Bruce Banner. End that movie right there because what happens next is just. It, it, if you want to look up overacting, just look up Nick Nolte in this movie. All right, and Tim, the, I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna disagree with you, and not because I love Sam Elliott. I don't I'm think so don't happy think, that you're here right now. But <laughs> I don't think he overacts in this movie. I think the two biggest ones are are Nick Nolte and what's his name, Josh Lucas. Oh, for sure, Talbert. Yeah, that's Talbert. Don't, that's overacting if I've ever seen it in my entire life. Yeah. That's he's horrible in this goddamn but movie. I'll I'll tell you this though. I will take 
all of their overacting over Eric, whatever the fuck you want to call Eric Banner's doing in this movie, because he is awful. He's he is absolutely. He looks like he, he looks like too much like Adam Scott for me to be able to take him seriously anymore. I expect <laughs> him to be like be walking to a Parks and Rec episode, but B, like, what was at least at least the actor playing Talbert made a choice. At least Sam Elliott made a choice. At least Nick Nolte made a choice. We're in a comic book movie. We're going over the top. Eric Banner was just like placidly reading lines. He was terrible. So I. I, all right, I guess let's get Jason. Let's get into what we were and into. Well, Jason and I were having this discussion before we started. We went live, and I think we maybe we want to start here with this. Let's rewind back to two thousand and three when this movie was released. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a year after Spider Man hits, and now it's like the big next summer Marvel thing is going to be Hulk. You know, it's got a. I, I do like the poster for this movie. Like the poster is pretty cool and stuff, and. I remember Tim being excited. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we're getting all hyped up. And then we see this thing. And this is kind of like, all right, so you hire Ang Lee, who I didn't personally know too much about at the time. And you can see, I guess, what he was, what was he going for? Like, what was the intent for the, like, what was he shooting for? By the panels and stuff? Was a, a living a, comic book movie. A yeah. living comic book, right? Yeah. Now, back then, I feel like I appreciated it because we never saw much like that. Upon rewatches, I fucking can't stand it. It annoys the shit I'm, out of me. I'm gonna say this. I don't think it works at all. I'm not willing to beat this movie up for it because you go, as you said, go back to 2003. We've never seen a movie try to be a comic book. This this fails. This because I comic books you don't read them like that. You, your eyes don't go. <laughs> Like in this rapid pace, so it fails in what it's trying to do. But I and and I actually think there are there are like maybe two or three scenes where I think it works. And if it was only using those two or three scenes, I think we'd be having a different conversation. But it's literally every other scene. It's maddening how often they try it. But I'm not willing to beat it up for it because at least like it had a vision. It tried something. It failed. Like. You know, and, and it's it tried what Sin City did and did well by literally going, How do we make this a comic book experience? But it was shitty. But again, I'm not I'm not willing to beat it up for it just because at least it it was art, had an artistic vision. Yeah, and I think that's where you hire I guess you hire Ang Lee. By the way, Kevin Feige produced this movie. So let's just not let's not yeah, I know. It, it is kind of stunning now that we know where oh. we are right now. It's twenty twenty two. Kevin Feige was a producer on this film. So, yeah, Jason, I guess I, I agree that Ang Lee was trying something different. And Sin City was a couple of years after this. We'll never remember. Right, yeah, it wasn't too long yeah. after, right? It was like, it what, wasn't two, too 2006? Long Might have been five or six or something like that. 2005, yeah. So I yeah. think that's the thing. I think these comic book movies at this point, and maybe the Hulk starts this, are trying to give the viewers the comic book feel. And that's something we praise the MCU for. Now, how the MCU does it is they create a huge universe where we feel like we're reading comic books again. But, I mean, I don't know. Credit where credit's due. It's the first movie that I think to try something like that. It failed. It was terrible. It annoyed the shit out of me, and I don't want to watch this movie again. But I'm just not willing to shit on it because of it. Okay. Tim, what did you think of that whole aspect? There's plenty of other reasons to shit on it. (laughs) No, there's a lot. There are many, many reasons. 100%. Yeah. um, No, yeah. I think I felt like that back in the day, too. I did not like it back in the day, even. 
Um, I was like, I don't know. It, it, it threw me off. I really wanted to like this movie, and I was trying to force myself at first. And then it's just like, no, I can't. I can't do it. I even bought the blue uh, the DVD at the time to force myself to like it. And I'm like, yeah. nope, nope, can't do it. Oh, I, actually, I, I own the DVD. I, threw, I, I still had the – I kept it because I want the second disc. Because remember all the Marvel movies back in the day came the second disc? Yeah. And there was always the origin story of the character on it. Yeah, it was smart. Second, second discs were always great, so but I, I don't think I ever watched the first disc. <laughs> I, I think I just worked the second disc, all the extra stuff. Yeah, Tim's thing was he had the Tim cut of this, and he would end it at San Francisco. End it, end it, walk away, just walk away. I did. I'm out. Good night. Does it um, does it make it good? But it makes it watchable. Exactly. It doesn't make it good. It just makes it more tolerable. Yeah, like you know. Okay, fine. That's how it ended. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> so I, I guess we can look at Angley. It seems like Angley at the time probably went with you know went to Sam Elliott with Thunderbolt Ross, who I think I don't think he's miscast in this, but I just think there's some overacting, and I think that yeah, you're right. Nick Nolte as David Banner is completely out of his well. I mean, Nick Nolte's General, yeah, but, but that's the thing. That's that's Nick Nolte. That is that is the yes. Nick Nolte energy you get, you know. And yeah. and again, to, you put yourself two thousand three. You're telling actors like Nick Nolte and Sam Elliott you're doing a comic book movie. These guys probably know the fuck they don't read comic books. Oh, okay, so we're, we got to we got to anchor it up. Like I'm willing to blame their bad performances on Ang Lee not knowing how to direct this. And that's kind of what I'm because, getting at. That's kind of what, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, what I'm shooting for here is that I think Ang Lee is a lot to blame for a lot of this because, all right, you went with the uh, artistic vision of trying to make it look like a comic book, but then we get Hulk floating over time. And I think he's just like gliding places and stuff. And he wouldn't, and he also seems to do this a lot, like he's a pouting child throughout a lot of scenes in it. I'm like, what? Why does that keep? Why do we keep going back to this? It's and and I'm it's willing just, to bet that that was uh, he because he's trying he's trying to do something artistic. That's what it is. Like, and I don't think again I don't think it works. Like we we talk about if we want to talk about like just the beginning of this movie, right? The, like pouting children. Like, why did we need to see Bruce Banner's origin story from literal conception through the birth canal like because he's he's definitely going for something he's trying to touch on the the abusive childhood nature of the character in the comic book which i dug that he was trying that but like yeah i don't need to see the i don't need to see the moment nick nolte comes in his mother i i don't need to see that you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating i'm making a joke but like That's you literally great. see her screaming on the bed as she's pushing Bruce Banner out. It's like, this is, it's the first 15 minutes of the movie. It's terrible. And and I think that's something too, is that, because I wanted to tie in what Ang Lee was shooting for. And Jason, what you had mentioned last week was what you said you enjoyed Incredible Hulk much more this time around. But I also yes. do think Incredible Hulk is very much a response to the reception of this movie, which Ang Lee was trying 100%. to go psychological with this and, and get artistic and dive deep into Bruce Banner's psychology and his connection with his father and the abuse of childhood and everything. But I just kind of think it starts going into weird places, Ooh. like all over the place. How can you make a, because I, I think my biggest knock for this movie is it's fucking boring. 
How do you make a it's boring Hulk movie? It is. It's horrible. You know, the, I was it's, looking it up. Very... The writer, James, I want to say Seamus, it's spelled no. that way. And I'm looking up into his whole history. Yeah, this dude don't know shit about comic books. Nothing. Because he, <laughs> uh, Benji, Benji, he wrote. Benji. And he was part of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which of course put Ang Lee on the map. But yeah. every other movie I'm looking at looks like an artistic, low budget, no star having. You can look it up yourself. Yeah. So why, how would you get this guy to write a comic book movie? Just because he wrote Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Who cares? I mean, right. my guess is Ang Lee probably went to his guy and was like, right. you know something about comic books. Who knows? That? Maybe the guy is a fan. I don't know. No, but this guy's probably like, oh, no, I'm, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this simple guy who becomes this monster, and I'm gonna give him a, a great backstory with abusive father, and and you know his father actually is the one who technically made him the Hulk by injecting him with all this shit and all he he was waiting 30 years for him to get angry. It's like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? And that's my and biggest that... problem with this movie, and it, it's that. Ang Lee and this writer and whoever made this movie fundamentally do not understand the character of the Hulk. Like, he's adopted, and yeah, that whole shit where he watched his parents, and oh, I want to say this, Thunderbolt Ross is the biggest fucking villain in this movie with the way he treats Bruce Banner knowing that he was adopted and watched his father murder his mother, which he does in fact know, and admits to just casting him aside, that's a different story. But... The fact that he's adopted, the fact that they made so many alterations to his past that this doesn't even feel like Bruce Banner to me. Like, I like the whole thing, like, okay, so his father's the reason he transforms because it's a metaphor for abuse, but it's like, I don't know, did he have to be adopted? Did he have to watch his mother be killed? This isn't like, this is like, what's his name? Like, like John Spitzky or something like that? And like, he's not even called Bruce Banner in this fucking movie. He's got a different last name. It just feels, it doesn't feel like the Hulk at all. Yeah. I think it's Bruce Maybe that's it. That like. Some shit like that. Um, but I, I, Jason, I'm, I'm with you. And I think, I personally don't like the fact that his father, in this movie, his father is the one who and I know I get the metaphor of like what you're saying but I also think it takes away from Bruce being this awesome scientist that had the accident mm -hmm. agreed because it, it really kind of just undercuts Bruce's whole thing of being like a brilliant scientist and everything like that and it's just like well really your father was the brilliant scientist and you just happen to be the guy he, he was experimenting on and threw the whole thing in so I, I don't right. like the fact that it undercuts him. And you're right. It could be anybody. It didn't have to be called Bruce Banner. It could be anyone. And that's what we got. And are we to believe that his father was sitting around like one day going, you know, one day my son's going to get infected with gamma. and This is going to work. Like one day my son's going to is going to have an accident with gamma radiation. Then watch what happens. Really? Like, are we supposed to believe that? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's yeah, a bit far fetched. It's a ridiculous premise, a ridiculous story. And the whole story itself is just garbage. And well, and then also, also to the like talking about like all of these weird uh, we're supposed to believe. So we're supposed to believe that Thunderbolt Ross was the guy who sabotaged Bruce Banner's dad's stuff and caused Bruce Banner's dad to kill his mother. And him and Betsy Ross were on the same base, and just so happens they ran into each other and met and become lovers. It, like this, just it's all, all this whole movie is predicated on ridiculous coincidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like 
the writer pretty much or everyone involved really felt any they had to like tie everyone so tight together which is like partially my criticism for batman 89 where it's like you have to make jake jack napier kill bruce's parents you don't really need all of that like part of the thing with the hulk is dude it was accident fucking just happened that's it it's a gamma accident he's turned into this that's that we don't need everyone tied together and, and Ross didn't really hate Bruce Banner before he got Zodiac. He hated him afterwards. They became the whole. This yeah. this this Thunderbolt Ross just hated the entire family. Yeah, like, like and hate sure. science. Yeah. I hate science. I hate. <laughs> I hate everybody. It's like it's like, dude, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe he had a science teacher in school that like picked on him or something like that. I guess I don't know. so. Just like no more, no, no more science. Science, no, no, I, science I, is done. I agree because way before he knows that Bruce Banner is the Hulk, he's like he's he's gotten the same work as father did. His father's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I kill the father. Yeah. I kill him. It's like, whoa, dude, calm down, man. You don't even know this yeah. guy's a monster yet. Yeah, I, I won't yeah. say overacting. I will say over angry. The dude's angry twenty four seven. It's like, dude, calm down, man. Take a I'll, pill or something. I'll give him credit though that the young the casting of the younger Thunderbolt Ross. I can buy that with Sam Elliott as a, yeah. as a younger guy. That was actually impressive. Sure. That was impressive. Sure. It was. And also the younger Nick Nolte. I was buying that that was Nick Nolte when he was younger. At least, you know, the same character, man. Nick Nolte, dude, is just so distract. He's so distracting to it. I watched it today, this morning. I told you, I told Jason it was on sci fi, so I, I taped it real quick. Was it a two and a half hour movie? I watched 40 minutes of it. Because I, I just want to get the basic parts done, and I was like, I can't watch Nick Nolte. I cannot watch him in this movie. It's 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 pain in my skull watching him in this movie. <laughs> um, I will give the movie at least somewhat of a nod to say that their Betty Ross is at least has more to do than the Betty Ross. I was, thing I was actually. I was going to give my hot take that I think this Betty Ross and Jennifer Connelly acting as Betty Ross fucking 200% better than what we get in the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Because she, yeah. she has stuff to do in this. She's not a fucking idiot in this. And Jennifer Connelly, I just think, connect circles around Liv Tyler. I have nothing against Liv Tyler. I just love Jennifer Connelly. Oh, I, I agree. So, uh, yeah, and I think she's, getting, she is the one bright part of this movie. But her getting off the helicopter at the end? Hot. She looks real hot in that scene. I was like, ooh, she's hot in this scene. <laughs> Liv Tyler, I was like, eh. <laughs> Not no, 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 for me. I was like, "Ooh, look at Jennifer Connelly getting off that helicopter, man!" I, maybe because that was the end of the movie for me. I was like, ooh, <laughs> movie's over. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I was like, ooh, she's hot here." <laughs> but yeah, no, this Betty Ross, I I think is much much better than what we get in the Incredible Hulk, which I I still do think was very much a direct response. I also think it was confusing for people when the incredible Hulk came out because that movie where we pick up bruce banner kind of would seem like it alludes to it's a quasi sequel i was confused quasi. That's my I, I, we know it's not but we know now but look you go back to i'll go back to when i saw hulk and the, the, not this the uh the, you know, the good hulk. hulk uh it would yeah. incredible hulk in the theater i remember thinking because again this is before i knew what mcu didn't exist this was this was, you know, Iron Man was just another stab at a, a, Mar a Marvel movie for me. It was just another yeah. stab at a Marvel movie. I didn't know there was big machinations from Disney and Kevin Feige. So I watched that and I was like, 
oh, is is th- this has got to be the sequel to that shitty Hulk movie I hate. <laughs> oh, well, this this is better than that. I like this. But like, but you're right. It's not a sequel, but it leaves off. It, it very well could be with how this movie ends. Well, if you came into the theater after the opening credits, you walked in just where Bruce Brandt, you know, he wakes up from his little TikTok thing, then I could see it as being, wow, this is a sequel. But I think the opening where they had the old 1978 show with He's in the machine, and I think that's it's I think that's why that's, that's yeah. why they filmed that scene. Like we have to make yeah. sure people know that this isn't a sequel to that pile of shit without doing the whole origin over again. That's why they shot that one little scene, I think. Because otherwise, yeah, you could have walked in late and been like, "Holy shit, this is a sequel to that pile of crap." Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting choice by the Incredible Hulk to start off like that, even though, like I said, when you get into the details, that's clearly not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do yeah. get Eric Spania saying in Spanish, you know. You're not gonna like me without you're making me angry. You're not gonna like me when I'm angry. Which I thought was like, which, uh, like I guess we're gonna. By the way, who did, did I laughed at that because I went Eric Bana. Can you act angry? Because you haven't this whole fucking movie. I, no, I don't know this. what you look like angry. Yeah, I don't like you with anything. <laughs> now Talbot should have so been bad. the Hulk because that dude was angry for the whole movie for no reason at all. <laughs> God. He might have been angry because he was in the movie. I guess so. Fucking <laughs> horrible. Yeah, he's he's he, and he's good in other things. And Eric Bagney is good in other things. In this I, other I, I only know Eric him Bagney from this. Game. I'm sure he's fine. I got nothing personally against him. I just he's. I think he is like one of the worst parts of this, and that is. And this is a movie with Hulk poodles, guys. All right, he is one Which of the we worst gonna, parts yeah. of this movie, and that's Hulk. Poodles. That says everything well, Eric, you need to know about my opinion of him in this movie. I, I, I never saw Munich, but I heard Eric Bowney was good in Munich. I never saw that, though. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't he see was him, decent in Black Hawk Down, and he was decent in... Uh, I didn't see that. Brad Pitt is Achilles. What was that one? Uh, Troy. Troy. No. He was he was pretty good in Troy. Yeah. I didn't see any of those movies, so that's why I don't know his work. See Troy. All right, Troy Jason. All right, Jason. Your assignment now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and catch up on Eric Bowney. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It won't take, like, it, I can't take that. I gotta. It won't take you. It won't take you long. It won't take you long. Troy, I think you would like Troy though. Troy's actually pretty cool. Brad Pitt's I, I pretty like badass. Because I also really like stupid adaptations of ancient literature, like that piss people off. I kind of like it because I because I I have read that stuff, but I kind of like the commercialization and stupidity of the <laughs> the stuff. But anyway, so I probably would like it. Um. So I, I then we, let's let's talk about the Hulk poodles then because I mean we kind of covered a lot of the main characters except for a Hulk himself but I don't know there's just a lot, with Hulk it's just a lot of pouting and mm, mm, mm. and I'm not gonna kill the CGI I don't even want to waste time on that because it's only what's the point 2003 yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go so far as to say this I think for 2003 the CGI is not bad. No, it's I don't think it's bad. I, I get it, it looks like there was a scene? steroids, but whatever. Yeah, it just doesn't age whatever. Well at all. And we're talking like a year well. later, it didn't age well. Like a year later, you're like, no. fuck, this is terrible, dude. But, yeah. But they were also so huge, and I'm I'm on being fair, there were huge advances in CGI between 2003 and even 2004. Now, now don't forget, Revenge of the yeah, Sith came out the same fair. year. Revenge of the Sith came out the same year. Now, you, you might hate all the computer stuff, but that shit looked real. That, that looked way better than this. I mean, that shit looked real. Those space battles looked, looked real. I don't, I don't care how much you like, you use too much of it, but still, shit looked real. Look, 
it looked way better than this, but it had a George Lucas Star Wars budget behind it. There was no mm. way that money that movie wasn't going to make money, so they literally just shit money into that project because they knew they'd make it back. This was 2003, Helmed by the Hulk. I mean, what was the budget on this? It certainly wasn't what those Star Wars movies were given. So you can do. I'm actually going to look that up. I'm think. curious. Look it up. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm actually kind of curious it, to know what it was. Because I don't actually think the Hulk looks too bad, considering when this was 137. made. One thirty-seven. There was a scene. One thirty-seven, right? Mm-hmm. And it made two fifty-four. Okay. Two forty-five. Two forty-five point four. Yeah. Yeah, but now to Jason's point, though, that's still not like a great, a, a great budget for like what this needed to be. No, I mean, look up the look up the the Star Wars budget that that you were talking about. Like, how much money did that movie take cost to make? I'm sure. Well, one thirty seven probably went to you know tanks, tanks, and and the actors and and all that kind of crap. Yeah, like biggest problem. My biggest problem with the Hulk in this movie, they, this movie doesn't know how to handle the Hulk. It doesn't know what to do with them. They have them fighting tanks and fighting helicopters and fighting fucking Hulk dogs. But they don't have them like doing like Hulk shit like that we like, and I don't know. I like I guess because the air, the um the Ed Norton one actually had Abomination. We got to see him do some Hulk shit, but like I don't know. They just don't know what to do with him. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's particularly looks particularly bad. I just he's written terribly, and this movie again just doesn't know how to handle this property. Oh, I think usually for the, like for the first one, I was okay with it because usually the Hulk fights. The military because it's always Ross going after him. Right. So just, just like in the Incredible Hulk, he really fights the military for most of the movie. That's just the way it is. But, but yeah, but if there was Fair a enough. sequel, you, you got to get a villain. Just like Abomination, you had to get a villain this time. You can't just have him beating up you know tanks and planes and all that other bullshit. So you know that's the problem with him too. You need a and, damn good villain to, for the Hulk. Yes. Well, I think what they tried and to I think, again, they, I think the main thing is they were trying to make David Banner the real ultimate villain in this movie. And I guess he was absorbing men. But whatever that's worth. Like, but I but mean... it was stupid. It was like, that was so stupid. I feel like he's not a villain in this. I mean, he is the villain in this, but that he's, the Hulk's not doing anything up until Tim has already shut the movie off and has declared it over. And that stuff in the desert is terrible. Like even yes. 2003 CGI, that was like, I understand that you can you have to give me uh, a you know a Hulk that doesn't look as great because you have a budget, but you have to have a Hulk in your Hulk movie. You must do this. I get that, but it is unforgivable to give me like the Hulk fighting a fucking Light, whirlwind lightning. that yeah. lightning or whatever that like it it was rocks. the CGI was terrible rocks it looked cheap it looked bad it's like and they should have known this you bit off more than you could afford in that scene so like yeah they set the absorbing man up but but like i don't know it's it's garbage and they don't use them correctly the absorbing man in agents of shield was a thousand times better than this a oh, thousand no, times better than, than this and, and you're not you're you're completely not even being fair i'd say a billion trillion like it, like because that was actually the absorbing man, and this is Nick Nolte playing Eric Bana's dad who killed his mom and somehow gave himself absorbing powers. Cool. Big ass question mark. Who had way too many monologues? Way too many monologues and, oh, for fucking Nick Nolte. I mean, this dude explained his entire life in this goddamn movie. <laughs> when I was a boy, I, I chopped <laughs> <and> milk <laughs> for breakfast. 
Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Stop. I'm going to be honest. That was actually a pretty good Nick Nolte for this movie. That was pretty solid. Really I kind of wanted to keep going now. <laughs> Tell us about your date, Sam. I got up this morning. I had an apple. <laughs> then I had a really bad headache, so I took a nap. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, um, that's my whole day. Did, did you guys pick up on <laughs> He's so bad. He gives the the villain monologue to Bruce Banner while Bruce Banner's in custody, while Thunderbolt Ross, the entire army, looks on, and he is giving his fucking full-on Nick Nolte villain, I did this to you, I made you this, I'm gonna, you know, whatever. And, and the, like, th- like, Thunderbolt Ross, I thought you hate this guy. Why'd you even let him in here, let alone monologue as a villain? He monologued the dogs, he monologued Jennifer Connelly, he monologued Bruce constantly. It's like, what the fuck is going on? That was his that was his evil villain superpowers that he would just hit people with monologues. That's what they should call a monologue man. They call him monologue man. <laughs> Completely changes the, my whole idea of the movie now. Um all right. When man, I was seven, oh shit, he's got us. We can't leave. Sorry, yeah, we can't leave. That's no, we danced we danced around it. The Hulk dogs. They're, yeah. The biggest fight that the Hulk has in this movie is he fights through, what, four or five dogs and one of them's a poodle? Yeah, you, you know what? All right, listen, we all hate the Hulk the dogs, I get it. it. Yeah, the poodle ruins, like, I mean, it said this Hulk dogs isn't a good idea at all, no. but I thought it was cool how like, he punched one in the nuts. That was awesome. Yeah. He ripped one in half. That was awesome. But then you get the poodle, you're like, dude, really? The poodle? Yeah. The fucking that's it, and 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 again, he's only with his monologue. Shut the fuck up with the dogs. <laughs> How do you have five pitbulls and a poodle? How do you get five pitbulls and a poodle? And how does he get them into that laboratory every night when he does his work? When nobody know. sees this, there's no security cameras that wonder why is the fucking janitor bringing in a horde of dogs. That's all I use in my dog. I didn't know it looks like Dog Fight killer. Club. Yeah, it's like this is killer. This is buzzer. This is Fifi over here. They used to fucking poodle. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Tim. You're right. It's not the Hulk dogs that pissed me off. I'd have been cool with the Hulk dogs. It's the Hulk poodle. Because if it was it like is. a Hulk Rottweiler, a Hulk Pitbull, a Hulk Doberman, give me some real fears. But like this guy's got like I got a Hulk Chihuahua. I got a Hulk Pitbull. I got a Hulk. Hulk, uh, you know, pug. Oh, that's dangerous. Watch that Hulk pug. Hulk out. And, and you know what the it, problem it, it is? Really too, takes you out. It looked just like the dog from the mask when the mat with the dog put the mask on the yes. Jim Carrey movie. So that's holy what shit, it takes you right. out of the movie. It takes you you're like holy shit, you're it's right. the mask dog. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So you're, you're like, right. oh my god, why they copied this right from the mask? Yeah, that's really. So, no, but like that's you said, he, he, he. I watched it today. He grabs a dog by the back legs and he punched it in the nuts. I was like, "That's fucking cool!" Rips yeah. one in half. That's cool. And here comes the poodle. You're like with, with the with the droopy eye. You're like, yeah. "Really, dude?" <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> and, the, and don't forget, we have forgot one thing also. He gets angrier. He's about fifteen feet, thirty feet tall now. Every time he gets more angry, which is completely. What is that different. about? What is that about? And the taller he gets, the dumber he looks. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe you want to keep him in the shadows when he's fighting the Hulk dogs. And by the way, Jason, I thought of you when I was watching this because I know you had commented on the, his hair in The Incredible Hulk. It's much yeah. worse in this movie. I don't know what that is because when he turns back to Banner, his hair looks nothing like that. It's I just agree. his Hulk hair. The only, 
the the only movie look only Mark Ruffalo's hair works on the whole apparently. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, and then when he when he turns back into Banner at the end of the movie in San Francisco, it's like purple basketball shorts. I guess he suddenly has on. Dude, he has Which, the lizard, the lizard thing. Yes. No matter no matter what he's wearing, they turn purple. <laughs> like, well, dude, like it's like all right, calm down, guys, calm down. That's the gamma radiation changing colors of clothing. Come on, Tim. Oh, it turns you. it always purple. We all, we always know it. It always turns purple. It's like all right, let's, <laughs> let's calm down, guys. You're not the lizard with your coat. Oh man, it's it, it was really a rough watch, man. This movie was really, really tough to get. Uh, I watched the whole thing this morning, forty minutes tops, tops. And I only watched like the the Hulk parts, really. I had to. I watched the first half of this movie a couple of days ago, and then I came back and I had to watch the last hour and ten minutes earlier, late earlier this Saturday. Which forty? The last forty is Nick Nolte monologuing. Yes. Oh yes. my god, it's so bad. I, yeah, I can't. I don't know when was the last time I even watched this movie before, for the uh, before now. It's been a really long time, which is why I was partially curious to go back and watch it and see what I thought if I still hated it as much as I eventually did. Because Tim, I'm with you. I when it first came out, you know, you're hey, we're gonna movies opening night. We're gonna see a Hulk movie. Okay, cool. And you're like, man, I really want to like this. And the pottery watches is just falling apart little by little by little. It's a shit. I I bought the DVD like thing. All right, I'll watch it at home, watch it again. And I was like, wow, this is a waste of money. Thank God for this too, because this was a big pile of shit. Made no sense to me. Yeah, see my my first my first Hulk, and I've only seen I've only seen this movie twice. First time I watched it, and then the time I watched it for here was I borrowed it from a friend when it came out on, on DVD. I watched it. I was especially pissed off because it was uh, one of those DVDs that I really hate where they don't let you fast forward or skip the 20 minutes of previews. So every time you want to put this movie on, you've got to watch 20 minutes of previews. So like right there, I was pissed off. And then I watched it and I was like, Hulk Dogs, Nick Nolte's The Absorbing Man. That's not even Bruce Banner. Like I, I, and I literally called the person who I borrowed it from, and I went, this is two hours of my life I want back, and even though I asked you to borrow this, I kind of blame you for this. Like That's how much I hated this movie when I first saw it. I've kind of eased up on it now because I, I think it was do, it was just trying to do things that wasn't working, and it's not good, and it was a mistake. But, like, look, I've seen worse on the, for this podcast. I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't... I, you know that that was worse than this. Uh, I, I I might say no, maybe not Ghost. I mean, Ghost Rider Two was probably worse than this. Oh wow! No, but I don't know, I mean, Jason. I don't know if you believe that because I mean, there is scraping at the door that happens in. There is, yeah, there's, right. The, the, you right. know what? Scra- no one's <laughs> scraping at the door in this movie. You're right. You know my love for cheese. That movie is probably worse than this, but it's way cheesier, so it's more fun. And then that's it. This movie's not fun at all. No, there is nothing. There is no joy to be had in this film whatsoever. Did you see how big big he was when he came up through the manhole and and when he was in the base? Yeah. He was so big. I'm like, why? Why is he that big? He had to be at least 17, 18 feet tall. I, I, Tim, I, I wish I, I wish I knew. 
it, it looks it looks so ridiculous. It was like uh, nothing's gonna beat this thing. I mean, I, I don't know. And it looked, it said the taller he get, the more he looked like Shrek on steroids. So it just it was like it was horrible. Oh man, I, I, I would take seventy eight Hulk over this thing. I'll take fucking Lou Ferrigno any day over Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, by the way, let's not Much let's let's not let's but let's acknowledge right. it. Lou Ferrigno is once again a security guard in this movie, mm-hmm. which could also lead you to believe that the Incredible is a sequel to this movie because he's yep. still a security right? guard. <laughs> I think that yep. was another thing that threw me off because again, I, I when I saw this uh, when I saw the Incredible Hulk, I didn't remember this movie. So like that whole preview in the beginning of the Incredible Hulk. As far as I was concerned, that was just a preview of what the Hulk was. I didn't remember because I hated that fucking movie. So yeah, to see Lou Ferrigno again as a security guard, I'm like, see, this, I think this is the same same universe. And his partner is Stan Lee in this one, which I thought was Great. cool. I mean, whatever. You get anytime you get Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Stan Lee's always good. It's always good to see Stan in anything. Of course, the Godfather. Um. <laughs> Monologue asshole. Uh, we got anything else watch in, in the mid 2000s? Stan Lee had a show where it was a reality show where he made you into a comic book superhero. Yes, did, have you, yes. it was on sci fi. Did you see this? Yes, I see. I've seen it before. Yes, you know what? I'm gonna go on a YouTube rabbit hole at some point at three in the morning and I will post it to the page because it's insane. But if you love Stan the Man Lee, you have to watch this. <laughs> It is. It was good. It, it was. It was. It was. A, it was an average show, but he was always great on it. Well, that's the thing. He was, and the premise was so ridiculous. Like, but anyway, of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Anything else on uh, Ang Lee's Hulk before we wrap this one up? Let's never, like Homer Simpson said, let's never speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> I know of one thing. Go Talbot would have been murdered like six times. The Hulk rips the shit out of Talbot like he rips the shit, like an Incredible Hulk. Tim Roth gets ripped the shit out of, except Talbot doesn't have super soldier serum. There's no way in hell that guy's still alive. That's it. Mm-hmm. And now, I agree, Tim, let's never talk about this again. <laughs> and there's a better, by the way, it was also a better, much better Talbot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Another character they got improved upon in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from this movie. Is it, He's a reoccurring character? He's like a real character? I don't know he was a real character. Like a real he Hulk is the character? no he no Talbot's a real Hulk like character, but they uh, use him in Agents of Shield a little bit differently, which is why everyone was kind of like waiting for that connection to be fully made in it, but they don't quite go there. Fuck! I, I got a Hulk question for you guys. You ever see? You ever think we guys we see Doc Samson like because he's like because the Hulk has some obscure people. You ever think we get to see Doc Samson in the Hulk property? If they make a movie, yes. Yeah, I think if they may, if they get to actually do another like Hulk movie, then I think we, we might get it. Yeah, if they get the rights back, I think I think they're gonna, that's, that's going to open the doors to a whole lot of wacky shit. You know, I mean, you're maybe gonna have, we get Betty Ross again. Maybe get Betty. Maybe get, what you know, happens? Maybe we finally get my Red Hulk that I'm dying for. Because who's the best guy to fight the Hulk? That's fucking Red Hulk. A pissed yeah. off Ross becomes Red Hulk. I think that's the coolest shit ever. So I just so, wonder where they would go with that though now that because William Hurt passed. I know. Well, re- recast oh, yeah. him. Yeah. Bring That's Sam Elliott back. Sam Elliott. Don't be so angry this time. Don't be so angry. Just be chill. <laughs> just be your normal chill self 
and you're good to go. <laughs> Every, yeah, Nick Nolte monologues and screams, and, and Sam Elliott, you know how much I love him, but he is. He's like, you know, here's your coffee, fucking coffee, you know, my coffee. The fuck. It's like, dude, calm down. Five seconds. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that does it for us this week thanks for joining us as always if you join us on facebook uh join the granny's pc uh facebook group that we have we get a lot of funny wacky shit that all three of us and many others share and we get into crazy stuff and his memes and all this other stuff so check that out uh if you like what you heard come back next week for episode 76 we'll be talking about the uh, next episode of she-hulk Got some more Harley Quinn, and Jason and I will discuss what our movie or not will be. So I'll have to figure that out. So surprises there. Um, also, if you join us on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. If you're joining us on Twitter, follow at Pop Culture Pros as well. Uh, and if you got there, you do any audio only version, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Uh, you got a lot of shows and cool stuff that's on there. If you're into baseball, you can check out the Empire One Six One show. You're a Yankees fan with me and Lisa. We'll be back uh, hopefully Thursday night at 7. we got to double-check the scheduling for all the shows first. Uh, if you're into the Mets, you can check out the Put It in the Book show with Farachi and Rodriguez and Keith. They did a great job of covering the New York Mets. Uh, you like Tim? You like what, what Tim brought? Tim has got the Just Too Sweet show. If you're into wrestling, him and Eric do a great job of wrestling. you got the A to Z show with Tim and Eric again on Sports My Life Conduct. covers all things sports. Rachi and Tim. And when is uh we stopped you out? When are you guys making your, it's gotta be next two weeks? It's this week or I don't know. This week's rough, man. This week is okay. a lot of stuff going on, so I don't know. Uh probably next week. Okay. So yeah, if you're a New York Giants fan, cover out uh check out We Stomped You Out. So uh yeah, Disney Parks, check out Ashley on Skyline Reviews, and uh also a bunch of pop poster stuff. Check out Don on Am I on the Air because we, we cross over some things, but you can check out. He's got some interesting things to say, and he joins us also. So, um, all right. Well, enjoy your week, and we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>